The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. And now for something completely different. Hey, I was, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm in three Halls of Fame. For the young fans, it, they don't give a damn. They just give a damn about themselves and what they're hearing now. And I got no problem with those rules. I know the rules going in. I'm happy to play the game that way. And when Ivan came off with that uh, knee drop from the top rope and he pinned me, I thought that something happened. I couldn't hear a thing. You could have heard the pin drop in that arena. It touched me so deeply that when I went in the dressing room, I really felt depressed. I'll tell you that, I'll tell you right to his face. If it's Hogan and I, if he wanted to get in a real street fight with me, trust me, he would lose, and he knew it. You know, that's the other thing. They give you the belt, and they're like, okay, you're in charge of me. I was like, what? When you mentioned a guy like Harley Race, that kind of legendary status, it's obvious why people would get upset. Or as I'm concerned, Roddy Piper was not a wrestler. He wasn't even a good worker. If he had to go out and work his way to the top and not have good friends like Jim Barnett. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good guy. He's just not a tough guy. Bro, I swear to you, I don't have an ego. Like, I don't give a crap. I, that stuff is not important to me. People don't know me. They have no idea of who I am. They know of me as being a fictional character that they saw on TV. People didn't understand that, you know, the guy they saw in the ring that happened to be using his real name and happened to actually be the president of the company, they really believed that that guy that they loved to hate was actually a pretty decent guy. And I think many people have the perception that I really was that character. They are Primetime Pod and Chad, the two-man power trip of wrestling. Let's get it going right here, right now. This is the two-man power trip of wrestling, and you are listening to feature episode number 21 of the two-man power trip of wrestling podcast. If it didn't know by now, my name is Chad, and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner on the two-man power trip, the one and only JP, John Paz. And John, joining us today for this feature episode, a man who is making his TMPT interview debut but familiar to the last couple weeks of tmpt programming i don't know how you managed to uh get him on for this one but we're going to thank you in a few minutes as we welcome in the hardcore icon the man himself the sandman 
joining us today to talk about a show coming to you this weekend that you're going to tell us about here in a minute. But getting the Sandman on, I know obviously the conversations that have been had over the years. Not one of the easiest fish in the pond to reel in, but by God, when the TMPT uh, working machine gets going, we get him uh, some way, shape, or form. And now the Sandman, a.k.a. Hack, joins the TMPT interview universe. Yeah, not an easy guy to get. Been asking him for a couple of years if he wanted to come on. It's always no. He hates podcasts, hates doing them, doesn't want to do them. So finally got him on for a little short interview here, and it was about damn time. I mean, we've been doing this for almost five years, and Sandman is one of those guys is such an interesting character, so crazy, so wacky, just so perfect. And obviously we've interviewed so many ECW guys, and he's right at the top of the list, the hardcore icon himself. We just had to get him on and just finally we were able to do it. And obviously we're promoting his appearance for Super Crazy Wrestling on Saturday the 12th. He, of course, will be there with the legendary ESS, Eric Sims. So a lot of you know stuff to talk about in a short amount of time, that's for sure. Yeah, it's great, though. I mean, come on. I mean, how many times... Can we, uh, we, we see him say no to us, you know, and it was funny with the, uh, the semi, I think it's Francine lighting him up for us a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's a great little, uh, addition here, but just so funny to know all the conversations back and forth and him telling us, I remember literally where we were sitting in the arena where he gave his whole entire like methodology and concept behind the reason why he will not do podcasting or go on a podcast because he does, you know, he's got a lot of stories and I guess, uh, you know, they, they are worth something at the end of the day. And he, he I'm going to say he kind of broke down and did this. It's not a full-fledged uh, career shoot interview, but it's something. And uh, obviously, you guys get to talk a little EC-dub, uh, which is always great. And that's uh, that's why we're glad to have the Sandman on today. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, the main focus, of course, is that he's going to be at the appearance on Saturday right down the street or right across the street from the ECW arena. So, of course... If you're going to be that close to a place that you made home for all those years and you kind of made famous for all those years, you got to talk about it. You got to bring up Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. You got to bring up the ECW arena. You got to bring up him being a ECW former world champion, world tag team champion. It's funny when we start off the interview, I kind of give him his career highlights and he almost either doesn't remember them or forgets them or is one of those guys that's just like, oh, I guess I did do that. That's right. You know, and just doesn't make a big deal out of it and be kind of a little humble in a way. But great to talk about the birthplace of extreme and go on and on about not only Todd Gordon, but Paul Heyman. You get a little bit about the surfer gimmick before it kind of transformed into the real salmon that we know and love today with the drinking they coming out, swinging the beer, swinging the Singapore cane, smoking a cigarette, being crazy, the blood and everything else. And we just talked about how organic that kind of all came together and whose idea it was and why all of a sudden they were going that route with him instead of the kind of you know corny character, the surfer dude, same man. So very, very cool stuff there. Just absolutely love that. I love kind of talking about those times where he walks into the crowd, the Enter Sandman theme going off, basically him walking out with a six-pack through the crowd. So, I mean, just fun stuff all around talking about that. And you got to love not only the entrance and everything else, but you just got to love him. He's got this kind of crazy charisma. He's a huge guy. immediately notice him as soon as he, you know, steps into a room. So he's just one of those figures that he's just iconic 
in a way where you're almost like, man, I can't believe uh, this guy is so charismatic just because he's so off the wall and crazy. So I think of the Sandman, I think of wrapped in barbed wire, uh, losing the world title to Raven with the uh, the inner Sandman music playing and the image of him with the barbed wire wrapped around his face. What's your seminal Sandman moment when you look back at his uh, his wrestling days? You know, it's funny. I always kind of just think back at a few things. It, just when that kind of that first Kane moment comes out where he's has the Singapore Kane and he's beaten Dreamer with it. That I, for some reason, I always just remember that because just when immediately I think of him, I think of him standing there with his left hand in the air with a cane and a cigarette in his mouth and a beer in the other hand. It's just one of those things. It's like, man, and then I remember he beating the living shit out of Dreamer, got Dreamer over. We talked about that a little bit in the interview as well. And he says that they both got over. But I really think that helped Dreamer get over for sure, that he could take a beat and, and keep on ticking. And then, of course, you know, him feuding with Steve Austin, him feuding with Mikey Whipwreck, him feuding with Sabu for a little bit, him feuding with Raven, you know, just all these big time moments, him obviously winning the title five times, you know, all these just big time moments with Sam. And it's funny, like all these huge things happen in ECW. He seemed to be in the middle of most of them. And he seemed to be getting, if not the biggest pop, one of the biggest pops of the night, every night that he came out, as soon as you heard Ender Sandman, the crowd went absolutely nuts as soon as he walked out, they went even crazier, so there's so many different moments in ECW, but when you think of ECW and you think of Sandman, you just think like, man this is just an extreme place, you know what I mean Like this is just absolutely hardcore that this guy doesn't give two shits he's coming out he's doing whatever the hell he wants whenever he wants to whoever he wants just had that kind of attitude where it's like man this guy is so cool he draws you in as a fan and you're like man uh, you know i love this guy he's such a friggin' nut yeah i also think of you catching the sandman t-shirt at the ecw tv taping yes, in 2007 yes. uh and being disappointed now we're not gonna tell hack that but i'm gonna uh, yes. remember you i yeah <laughs> i thought it was a sabu shirt i yeah. wanted that damn homicidal suicidal genocidal sabu shirt i got disappointed <laughs> i think of that yeah that 2007 sandman shirt uh landing at our lap basically uh very funny stuff so all yeah. right well, let's wrap it up here and get it over to the Sandman. I'll hand it back to you in just one second. Just want to remind everybody, all the shows in the TMPT Empire are coming to you four days a week, and in this case, five days a week. And for the franchise, Shane Douglas, of course, you have to subscribe to Vince Russo's The Brand, and you can head over to Russo'sBrand.com to do so. But the Triple Threat Podcast will pop back every so often into the iTunes feed, so always check your local iTunes or podcasting feeds wherever you get us. And uh, see when Shane Douglas returns to your earbuds on this free platform. But if you want to see us all, JP, myself, and the franchise in video form, head on over to Russo's brand. And head on over to TMPTEmpire.com for everything going on in the TMPT universe. So, John, get it over to, uh, to the Sandman and let's hit that iconic theme music in just about 30 seconds. You will definitely enjoy this one. He is as crazy as advertised. He is off the wall. He is, of course, a former ECW World Tag Team Champion. Yes, with two Cold Scorpio, even though he may have not really remembered that correctly. But he, he nonetheless, was a former ECW World Tag Team Champion. Of course, a former five-time ECW World Champion, hardcore icon, hardcore hack, The Sandman.
Joining us on the line is, of course, the hardcore icon, a former five-time ECW World Heavyweight Champion. He was a former ECW World Tag Team Champion, one of the all-time greats, one of the most memorable wrestlers in the history of the business. He is, of course, the Sandman. Sandman, welcome. Yo, dude, wait, did you say five-time champion? Five-time ECW and World wait, I was a tag team champion in ECW. And a, and a tag team something else, too? I don't know. It just seemed like I was something more. Maybe uh, that's just in my own head. The hardcore icon? The, one of the most <laughs> yeah, uh, popular. <laughs> yeah, tag team champ with uh, two gold Scorpio. Oh, what a lovely time that was in my life. Obviously, you know, so many people remember you hand-in-hand with ECW and the ECW arena and being in that area and obviously coming up on Saturday, October 12th, for Super Crazy Wrestling, you will make an appearance at Tollman Joe's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, at the showdown at Tollman Joe's. That is literally right down the street from the old ECW arena. Man, you know what's so crazy? I spent so much time there in between matches before my match went on. I got them close from Tony Wooks. I get mm-hmm. something to eat. I go over there to have a drink. You know what I'm saying? My music's playing. Tommy Dreamer is texting me. Yo, let's <laughs> get to the building. The law, dude. I just love that whole vibe, that whole that whole area right down there, dude. It's where started. It is such an awesome area, and, and if anybody hasn't been there, you got to get over there. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, one of the best wrestling towns. Wouldn't you agree? If not the best wrestling town? Mm, well, yeah, but I'm a little bit like biased. You know what I mean? I'm a silly dude. You know what I mean? But there's other places in Texas, same places in Florida. You know what I'm saying? But but none of them can say that they were the birthplace of a professional wrestling alliance like ECW. You know what I mean? Philadelphia is it. The birthplace of extreme. I mean, if you go to Philadelphia, you kind of immediately, especially in that area, you immediately think of ECW, you immediately think of extreme, you immediately think of hardcore, and I think you immediately think of Sandman. I don't know, I guess. I hope that's what people have. One of the icons, one of the extreme icons, and of course, on Saturday, October 12th at Tollman Joe's, it'll be the showdown at Tollman Joe's. The doors open at 6.15. The show is at 7 p.m. This is, of course, on Oregon Avenue. If you're not familiar with Tony Luke's or the ECW Arena, literally right across the street, right on Oregon Avenue. You can't miss it. Super crazy wrestling, and you will be there, of course, with your old buddy, Eric Sims, from ESS Promotions. And you can, of course, go to ESSpromotions.com for more info on that. And, of course, check out Super Crazy Wrestling on Facebook. Oh, dude, I just want to tell you, working with Eric Sims is such a pleasure. The guy's so easy. What a professional he is. You've been working with him for a very long time. Oh, yeah, there's a reason why, because he's a professional, you know what I mean? There's so many guys in in our business right now. Well, it's not even they're in our business, they're on, like, the outskirts of the business, you know what I mean? And they try and want to be one of us. Eric's one of us, dude. Eric, 
Eric knows what the wrestlers, how they feel. He knows what they want. You know what I mean? The dude's never done an athletic thing in his life, but he knows <laughs> professional wrestling, dude, and he knows how to treat us, and I love working for him. What a professional that dude is. What were your thoughts of kind of working for Paul Heyman? I mean, we're talking about working for guys and this and that. What were your thoughts about working for Paul E? I don't know. But I wouldn't be talking to you on the phone right now if I was for Paul Heyman. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be the same man if I was around. As far as the Sandman character and becoming the Sandman, obviously what you weren't always Sandman, the one we think of. I mean, at first you were doing kind of a surfer kind of style gimmick, right? Surfer character. Yeah, that wasn't me. The Sandman is the guy that you see now. That was just trying to be a character. Now I'm just the dude that I am. In the ring, out of the ring, it's just all me. It's very easy. And was that a lot of Paul Heyman's influence kind of changing you? Or was that a, your idea to change you into, you know, the Sandman that we know today with the drinking, the smoking, that awesome entrance to us, obviously awesome enter Sandman music? Todd Gordon's idea. 100% Todd Gordon. And it's such a cool, if you just think about it, anytime you hear enter Sandman, anytime you hear that, that first beat of the Metallica song, you gotta think of Sandman. I mean, that that is so damn cool, right? It's got to give you such a you know such a buzz of, of energy coming out. Well, yeah, it does. And people are like, "Oh, if I'm in a bar or, or something like that, they're like, oh, you want to hear your music?'" I'm like, "No, dude, I don't want to hear my music at all. The only time I want to hear my music is when I'm going to the I like that. And was that kind of your idea to play that song, or were you saying that that was Todd as well, as far as the Enter Sandman theme? No, that idea came from a kid that was working for me back in the day, and like a kid named Eric that was working for me back in the day. He's like, everybody calls me Hack, dude, and you can explain that later. Well, wow, even Drew calls me Hack. My name's not Sandman. My name's not James. Everybody calls me Hack. He'd be like, Hack, he goes, I got this great song for your entrance. And he played it for me. The kid had been working for me for like probably like four or five years. He was a metalhead uh, back in the day. And then uh, that song came out. I heard it once, and I'm like, bam, that's when his song can't get any more perfect i mean as far as music and wrestlers i don't think you can get any more perfect than that and then you mix in you walking in the crowd as part of the entrance then the drinking you know the smoking but you know i think everyone thinks of the beer crushing the beer sometimes feeding the fans the beer i mean that's just so iconic and, and so awesome you just absolutely love that entrance and being able to do that oh, yeah fuck yeah dude <laughs> So cool. I mean, you just think of that and you just think like, man, that is just like so cool. You don't really see that, you know, in PG wrestling, obviously. It had to be ECW. It had to be someplace like that where it was going to be more obviously adult-oriented than anything else. No, dude, it was just like it was totally organic. Like it just it started at a little bit of this and a lot. Like it came out with a Molson bottle with a woman <laughs> 
You know what I mean? And then it just built and built and built and built to, you know, what, what like, the crescendo was. Vague on my entrance, checking a six-pack with the fans, bleeding, getting into the ring. You know what I mean? It was just, I don't know. It, it wasn't ever planned. It just happened. So cool. I, I mean, I just remember being younger and seeing like, wow, this is so awesome. Like, who is this guy? Like, this is this is something, you know, you don't see every day. There's something I've never seen before. I mean, this is so cool. But that's like the epitome of ECW. You almost watch them and are like, this seems more real than anything else that I'm watching. Well, yeah, I guess. And as far as the Singapore cane, was that also your idea to kind of add that in? Because whenever you think of salmon, obviously, you know, you think of the entrance, the drinking, and smoking, but you think of that Singapore cane as well. Uh, that was Paul Heyman's idea. You really took to it, though. I mean, you really you know, adapted it to everything, and it's so just like kind of whenever you see you, you always see or think of the Singapore cane as well. Well, yeah, I, it adapted to me. I adapted to it. I don't, I don't know. Dreamer helped me out a lot. There. He's let me beat the shit out of him with it. <laughs> oh, I remember that. You uh, basically got him over. I mean, not everyone remembers him as being a, such a big face and being kind no, of no, 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 no. <laughs> I did not get Tommy Dreamer over. We got over together. Yes, okay, good point. I was doing the beating, but we were getting to to where we both are today together. You know what I mean? It wasn't like I'm beating him to get myself over. He's taking fucking the ten lashes to get himself over. It was... And we did, and neither one of us had any clue as to what would what that would fucking encompass twenty years later. You know what I mean? But we were sharing each other's bodies and sharing each other's ideas, and just trying to, to just do something different, dude. And, and we did it, and we didn't even know we were doing it when we were doing it. And now we just. Maybe in the last, like, 10 years, we've realized how we literally changed the game. There is no doubt about that. ECW changed the game, did so many different things, like you said, so many unique things. So many things I feel like where you wouldn't think necessarily, like you said, it's going to get over, but it got both guys over, and it was so, you know, cool and unique for the time. But who would have thought you'd just beat the shit out of the guy with a Singapore cane, and it's really going to elevate you in the crowd really, really bought into you guys big time. Yeah, no. Like, when it's happening, you just don't even know what's happening. You're just doing what you feel like. And, all right, I'll, I'll give you an example. After ECW, there was, like, that fucking company out of out of uh, Jersey, um, the dudes where they started using weed eaters and shit like that. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, CZW. Yeah, yeah, Combat Zone. Yeah, all right, here's the difference. ECW, there was a there was violence for a reason. Whether it was girls, like, beating the violence or whether it was, like, uh, fucking pushing a guy off the scaffold that was a violence. There was a reason for it, dude. 
and and that's what Paul Heyman was so great at, just making a reason and having a storyline behind all the violence. The Super Crazy Wrestling Show on Saturday, October 12th, coming up at Tollman Joe's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It's going to be the showdown at Tollman Joe's. And, of course, doors open at 6.15, showtime's at 7. It is off of Oregon Avenue, right by the ECW Arena. Check out Super Crazy Pro Wrestling on Facebook and, of course, ESS Promotions as well. Sandman, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. Gotta go. This podcast was a presentation of the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcast empire.